All right, what is going on, everybody? How is everybody doing today? Welcome back here today to the return of the Just Ballin' Podcast. Yeah, we are fully back here. It is not going anywhere. Been on a long, long, long hiatus. If you guys have been a fan of the channels, the podcast, you remember I was probably 30 episodes deep into the podcast back in 2020. Basically, it ended when we were in a dry spell of no basketball, basically from when the season shut down in March of COVID to August. Uh, The podcast ended there, and then I kind of had a lot of stuff going on with school, full-time work, and here we are, almost four years later, bringing the podcast back, and we're going to be on Apple Podcasts, we're going to be on Spotify, and on YouTube as well, full video version, hopefully have a nice little backdrop as well. Got a uh, got my two plaques from Six Rings of Steel and Sross. Can finally put those somewhere. Got a nice IKEA clock. Got a tidbit I got for a birthday gift from a friend. Um, some books that you can maybe even see, um, and then kind of just like a watch. Um, holder and, and key holder as well. So yeah, I'm very excited to be bringing this back. Um, it's where I can be a little bit more personal with you guys as well and kind of just talk any topics that I want. Um, obviously, we're going to talk a ton of NBA, ton of college hoops, ton of rankings, ton of predictions, ton of previews, all that type of stuff, which I'm very excited to do. And if you guys ever want any guests on the channel, please let me know as well. I think obviously those will be fun if we're doing like playoff predictions or anything like that going forward, mock drafts, etc. So yeah, here we are. Hope you guys do enjoy. Thank you for uh, watching. If you're watching on YouTube, I'd appreciate you dropping a thumbs up on the video. Subscribe. Going to have kind of clips coming out through this as well, as well as obviously the long form podcast. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, would obviously really appreciate a rating and review and just following over there. But um, the goal right now is minimum two podcasts episodes a week, but hopefully three. And if I can't even get into it four now, I do have a Patreon that you guys will see a link in the YouTube description as well, where you guys can get additional podcast episodes and you can get additional mailbags because obviously mailbags will be a big thing from here as well. And you guys can you guys can get those over there. I'll also shout out the Patreon subscribers at the end of this because um, I really appreciate them. So basically, the trade deadline just ended. Um, I, it was a long day. It was. Um, woke up pretty much at um, what I woke up at five forty five a.m. Um, drove my girlfriend to work. Hit the gym. Got to kind of my office setup at around eight thirty, and I was just itching, man. It, it was quiet. Everybody was talking on Twitter. Where are the trades? Where are the trades? And then we get. Um, a couple moves went down. Buddy Heald got traded to the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, we got Daniel Gafford to the Dallas Mavericks. Um, and then we got a big one, probably the biggest one of the day was Bojan Bogdanovic and Alec Burks getting traded to the New York Knicks. So uh, we're going to go through pretty much every deadline deal, what I thought about that. Um, and yeah, and then we're basically just kind of give a maybe a grade, what I think. Uh, if you guys want more of like a YouTube format video of that as well, that will be up on the Sross channel um, where I'm going to be grading every team's deadline. And then obviously we'll have like the uh, post deadline rebuilds as well over on the Six Rings of Steel channel. But yeah, I um, live streamed from basically, I was like, I got to get started. I was like supposed to go live at 12, went live at 1130, had some streaming issues. I don't even know. Uh, my PC has been fine for me for so long. It's been five years, but it's been acting kind of weird for me now. Um, I'm building a PC for the first time ever with one of my friends that knows how to do that. So I'm very excited for that. And hopefully, uh, the specs are a lot better and I don't have issues with that. Cause I don't think my PC was able to handle my webcam and the streaming software, which doesn't really make any sense or something to do with the monitor. I don't know. I, it's above my pay grade. So I had a lot of issues there, but the stream turned out great. You guys had a good turnout on there and we had a, like a really good time talking kind of trades and hoops and stuff like that. And then my Twitter got hacked. I assume it was from TweetDeck, which I was using to show to the stream. It gets hacked 
And I'm like on Reddit reading how you can get it back. And everyone's like, you're screwed. Ever since Elon took over Twitter, their support staff is, is shit and you're basically screwed. But you know what? Support staff came through. It came through, man, and I got it back, so I'm very happy about that because I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't really need to use Twitter anymore. Maybe this is it. Maybe I should just stop using Twitter because you use it a ton, um, but now I got it back, so we're, we're, we're full back there and made some videos for you guys. I've been pretty much doing content for 12 hours now, so my head's kind of spinning, so I apologize if I mess up some things as I'm recording this. So let's just dive right in. I'm going to talk about every trade. We'll see how long that goes. If not, uh, if I have some time, I'm going to run through my power rankings post-trade, um, which is going to also be a main video on the Strauss channel. Um, so yeah, first off, Mavericks added PJ Washington from the Hornets. Uh, they sent Grant Williams, Seth Curry, and a 2027 lightly protected first rounder to Charlotte for PJ Washington. Let's talk about this for Charlotte first. So Charlotte made other notable moves pretty much in the past month, trading away Terry Rozier to the Miami Heat, trading Gordon Hayward to the OKC Thunder, an expiring for agent Gordon Hayward. Love that trade for them. We'll get that in, into that in a little bit. But you know what? I kind of like P.J. Washington getting moved from um, Charlotte. Like, obviously, they're going to be entering into an even bigger rebuild than they were already doing. I mean, Charlotte hasn't had really much team success in the last 15 years. Uh, I'm not saying they're, like, the laughing stock of the NBA, but they're just... They're not very good. Obviously, like, Kemba Walker error didn't really work out. Um, and this team, with giving Gordon Hayward all that money, um, giving Terry Rozier all that money... Uh, hasn't really worked out. But you know what? Lamelo Ball has been a good draft pick. Either like him or not, he's still been good for them. Brandon Miller, big debate. Should he go two? Should he or should they go scoot? He's worked out. He looks like he's the franchise guy of this team. And you know what? I kind of like this team bottoming out this year. I do. They are going to be bad the second half of the year. Lamelo's already had multiple injuries. Uh, Miles Bridges wasn't going to agree to a trade. I mean, you could say what you want about him. Obviously, a ton of bad stuff you could say about him. So you've heard that elsewhere. I won't go into it. But he probably just wanted to inflate his stats a little bit so he can get a bigger payday because obviously he's going to be like the top scoring option on this team. Go figure. I, I mean, I'm not getting into Miles Bridges right now. But yeah, I P.J. Washington was drafted to the Hornets in 2019. I like this move for them. And they get a first-round pick for P.J. Washington, who I don't think is a very good defender either. And his offensive splits have kind of, or his efficiency has taken a dip ever since his volume has gone up. So I think a nice sell high by Charlotte. Um, and they get Grant Williams. They can try to turn his career around a little bit and maybe flip him in the offseason. Um, Seth Curry, we'll see kind of what his role is. Um, and then the 2027 first rounder. Hell yeah, Charlotte, let's get some future first. You really haven't had that much in your um, career um, as a team, basically since becoming the Hornets. And then for Dallas, Washington is an upgrade over Grant. Grant is not fitting well with Dallas this season. Did I think they should give up a first round pick in this deal? No, like I thought this would have been a perfect Dorian Finney-Smith package. I'm sure Brooklyn didn't want Grant Williams in a first, which I would have taken if I were Brooklyn. But P.J. Washington, good four spacer, Hopefully his shooting increases a little bit and improves a little bit since getting traded to the Mavericks. But um, yeah, this is probably going to be a a better grade for the Hornets, in my opinion. I, I like this a little bit more for Charlotte. And um, yeah, I think Dallas maybe paid a little bit too much for P.J. Washington. But he's under contract this year, next year, and the year after that. So at least they have some control with him going forward. Another big deal was Buddy Heald getting traded from the Pacers to the Sixers for Furkan Korkmaz, Marcus Morris, and three future second round picks. Um, Buddy Heald... Really good three-point shooter, not much of a defender, not much of a shot creator at times uh, if a shot's not falling. And I think Indiana did great, expiring deal. Probably didn't really want to be in Indiana that much longer. And they got three future second rounders in Furcon, who's still a solid shooter at times. Uh, if he's ever going to play for them, I doubt it. Um, so I actually like this turn for Indiana. As for Philly, you know what? Heald's an expiring contract. He's better than Marcus Morris. He's better than Furcon Korkmaz. And you still are going to have optimal cap um, flexibility in the offseason. So I like this trade for both teams. I think this is actually a win-win trade. And uh, I, I liked it a ton. I don't really think I had any gripes for it. The uh, Suns 
added Royce O'Neal and David Roddy in a three-team trade. I mean, shout out to Phoenix. They don't have many assets. They didn't have many trade chips, and they still ended up with a like a good role player in Royce O'Neal and took a flyer on David Roddy, who was just a first-round pick two years ago, for just basically seconds. I mean, you can say what you want about second-round picks. They're kind of a crapshoot at the end of the day. Um, you can always buy them with cash as well from like 45 to 60. Uh, but they just have like no seconds going forward and all their first are either gone or swap worse. So yeah, not a lot looking forward to for the draft for the Suns, but you know what? They're obviously in win now mode. Um, There's still a team that could win a championship with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker at the helm. And then they obviously have Bradley Beal, Nurkic, Grayson Allen's been one of the better three-point shooters in the league this year. Hopefully Josh Okogie can still be like a really top tier defender for that team. And then them getting Royce O'Neal, another good defender also. And then you can probably kind of be more comfortable with Booker at the one, Beal at the two, Katie at the three, O'Neal at the four, and Nurkic at the five, and then kind of keep Grayson Allen as that uh, pseudo six man for you. Um, Grizzlies get a future swap in you to Watanabe. David Roddy's value is that low. I didn't really like him coming out of Colorado State. Zach Kleeman, their GM, one of the smartest GMs in the league, it feels like, but just kind of missed on that pick and the Jake Ravia pick as well. And then for the Nets, you're getting three future seconds for Royce O'Neal and expiring. Yeah, I think that's a good deal. Apparently they could have got a first for him earlier in the year and they said no. I mean, Sean Marks has not really done a great job in the post-KD Kyrie era. Uh, the Pacers traded for Doug McDermott, basically flipping Marcus Morris, who they got for Buddy Heald in a second. Um, Ford McDermott, sure, get some floor spacing. This team needs defense. I mean, yeah, you lost some three-point shooting, uh, moving Buddy Heald, but you still have one of the better three-point shooters in the league in Aaron Neesmith. Um, Halliburton's an elite three-point shooter. And I, I just feel like this move is fine. You know, it's a 2029 second rounder. Doug McDermott's probably more valuable to you than Marcus Morris is. So I'm cool with that. And then let's get into the New York Knicks trade. All right. So my New York Knicks, yes, my favorite team acquired Alec Burks and Bojan Bogdanovic from the Detroit Pistons in exchange for Evan Fournier, Malachi Flynn, Quinn Grimes, Ryan Archie, Diakono, and two future second rounders. Okay. So when this trade happened, uh, there was a lot of deals going in. And then Alec Burks, like Shams, I think it was Shams first reports that Alec Burks was getting traded for Quinn and Grimes and seconds. And I remember looking at my phone saying, what? Either Burks' value is that high or Grimes' value that low. What are we doing? I'd rather just take the flyer, like take the rest of the season with Grimes and move him in the offseason in a larger deal. Why would you do that? And then a couple minutes later comes in, Bojan Bogdanovic is in the deal. And the Knicks are basically throwing the seconds, Grimes, Archie Diacono, Flynn, and Evan Fournier. And I'm like, oh my goodness. They didn't even have to give up a first round pick. I was ecstatic, over the moon. The Knicks desperately needed some shot creation ever since the OG and Anobi trade. Moving on from quickly in RJ Barrett, the second unit has not been great in that aspect. And obviously, they're, they've been relying a lot on DiVincenzo um, with the absence of OG and Anobi. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks too with elbow surgery. So this was an amazing trade for the Knicks, man. Getting Bojan Bogdanovic, who is still a good player. He may regress next year. This may be his last good season, but he's still a 20-point-per-game scorer, shooting great from three, good from the field, and he was on a bad team. He's going to be asked in a much smaller role on the Knicks, but could still be an efficient bench scorer for them. And I love this. Same with Burks, man. Burks is an elite three-point shooter this season, and that's really all they need him to do. Come off the bench, hit two to three threes a night, and you are golden. It's what they needed, man. And both aren't like complete liabilities on the defensive end, but um, they're not really elite defenders by any means. But the thing, the thing with, okay, Burks is an expiring deal, but Bojan, he's making $18, 19000000 million next year. 
that and it's under contract, fully guaranteed. So he's back on the Knicks. That is once again an Evan Fournier trade asset, tradable contract. And they were able to keep all their first round picks in this deal. They're probably adding two in this upcoming draft. They have their first round pick and they have the Mavericks top 10 protected pick. I don't think it's going to be in the top 10. So the Knicks could add two first rounders in this draft and potentially have another deal on the table if they really think that there's a limit um, to their ceiling currently and they need to make another larger move. Boom, there it is. So that's why that was just another layer to the trade. Because if Bojan was an expiring, I'd be like, ew. Um, or if Bojan was expiring and Burks had two years left or like another year left, I'd have been like, all right. I mean, like we're going all in this year, which I like, I respect, but that's kind of tough to stomach. But you know, Bojan is under contract next year, which makes me very happy. I love this trade for the Knicks. I didn't really get it for, I mean, I like Quentin Grimes next to Ivy and Cade as a complimentary piece. And I, he could probably be a good player under Monty Williams' system. And he could have more confidence, uh, brighter I guess the the lights are less bright in Detroit and he can have more of like a green light and a trigger to shoot, but he was not really great for the Knicks. Very inconsistent. The defense was still fine, um, but he's a hard player and Detroit will like him. He's a good player and I'm going to miss him in New York, but I'm very happy with this trade. I thought this was the best trade of the deadline and I don't think this is me being biased because every outlet is saying this. Everyone's giving the Knicks praise. So, hey, I'm going to do a victory lap from the Knicks. I'm going to give them some praise. Um, let's go. And yeah, I thought Detroit maybe could have got a first for Boyan. So I was a little surprised and that didn't happen for them. Um, next up, we had the Nets acquiring Dennis Schroeder from the Raptors for um, Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, and they also got Thad Young in that deal. Um, I, I thought this was fine for Brooklyn. Uh, Dennis Schroeder is objectively better than Dinwiddie and they didn't have to give up any picks to do so. They just had to take on Thaddeus Young. Um, as for Toronto... Why do this? Um, not even getting seconds in this deal. I guess they just tried to shed cap because they're going to have to give Barnes the rookie ex max extension this offseason. And you're going to want to pay quickly, I assume, uh, probably at least $20 million. So um, they're going to have a lot of money tied up to those guys. RJ Barrett's making a lot of money. Jakob Pertl's making a lot of money. Um, I guess maybe they wanted to shed a little bit of cap next year. I don't really know what, if they're going to do anything in free agency, but um, it was a little bit of a head-scratcher deadline for Masai Ujiri. Uh, they have another trade that happened as well. Um, so the Mavericks and Thunder swap first. So the Mavericks received a 2024 first. Thunder received a 2028 first-round swap. Um, the Thunder have so many draft picks. They're like, we can't really draft seven guys. We got, we got to get off one of these picks. Um, and then the Mavericks leveraged that first that they got for the swap and Rashawn Holmes to get Daniel Gafford. Love this trade. Love this trade for um, Dallas. I don't really know what Washington's thinking. Like that first round pick, probably going to be in the 20s. Um, so it's uh, it's the Thunder's first round pick. It's like in part of that swap situation. Like Indiana's involved in that as well. Um, I don't really get this for Washington because say that pick's 20, we'll say 22. Would I rather have Daniel Gafford or the 22nd pick? Most likely Daniel Gafford. I don't know. I mean, there's some good bigs in this draft. Like Eve Misi from Baylor, Kalel Ware from Indiana, Cal Filipowski from Duke. Um... Donovan Klingon from UConn, that could be there. Some of those guys could be there um, when this pick is happening. But I like Gafford. Gafford's already good. Those guys are unknown. So, like, who knows what's going to happen with them. So, I, I like this trade a lot for Dallas. And uh, they could take some of the pressure off of Derek Lively's back. He's 19. He played 41 minutes the other night. Like, get another big man. And Gafford is probably one of the better big men that Luka has ever played with in Dallas which is funny because DeAndre Jordan was at the end of his career. Chris Stops on the defensive end wasn't great. He was still recovering. No to Maxi Klebo, Dwight Powell, Rashawn Holmes. Um, so yeah, I'm glad they have Lively and Gafford is. Washington gets another first, but I would have liked if they got this type of first round pick for Tyus Jones, not for Daniel Gafford. So I like this trade a lot more for Dallas. Uh, you had the Raptors acquiring Kelly Olynyk and Oshie Ogbaji. Uh, for Otto Porter, Kyra Lewis, both probably won't be back in Utah. And a 2024 first rounder. Now this first rounder, 
Uh, I mentioned Indiana being involved in like the Wash or in the Houston Clippers OKC swap wars. This is uh, I meant Toronto, not um, Indiana. It was in the Siakam deal. Um, so it's a late first rounder for Winnick and Ogbaji. I get it for the Raptors. Um, like I get it from the point of view that you know what, do we want to add the 28th pick in the draft? Is this going to be like Carlton Carrington from Pitt? Um, I'd rather just have Oshie Ogbaji than that player, which I can get. It's a weaker class um, to a lot of people. Uh, but I don't really get, like, if you could have got the steal done with multiple seconds for Oshie Ogbaji, I think I would have liked that a little bit more. Do you really need Kelly Olenek? They didn't flip him. They're going to want to re-sign him. He is Canadian, but he's towards the end of his career. Is he going to re-sign in Toronto? Do you want to pay him a decent amount of money to re-sign? I don't really know. Uh, I thought it was weird that Toronto wanted Kelly Olenek. I, we thought he was going to end up in, like, Philly or Boston or Sacramento, and he ends up in... Toronto, a team that is not making the playing tournament, uh, it looks like, going forward. So, interesting deal. Um, Shout out to Utah getting another first. I mean, let's see something from at least Bryce Sensabaugh going forward. Uh, The dude's been bad in the G League, but um, I'm glad we get to see more Taylor Hendricks after this deal as well. 76ers basically did a salary dump, moving Daniel House, Cash, and a second to uh, Detroit. They got a second in return. Probably clearing up money to be under the luxury tax so they can get Kyle Lowry in the buyout market. Um, We know the... uh, Pistons acquired Simone Fontescio from the uh, Jazz uh, for Kevin Knox and a future second round pick. And the rights to Gabriel Procida. Not going to say I know much about him. Um, this trade was fine. I thought Detroit, like, you know, Fontescio could be a good three-point shooter for them towards the end of the season. I thought it was a nice, like, locker room presence for Utah. Uh, Celtics landed Xavier Tillman for Lamar Stevens in two seconds. I like this for both teams. Tillman's going to leave Memphis at the end of the year. They had a plethora of big men. Get multiple seconds for him. Um, and then Boston, low-cost move, gives them some more big man depth. Makes sense. Um, and those are pretty much all the trades that happened today, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. The trade deadline was definitely tamer than it's been i mean i just did a video on the straw channel on the 2022 deadline where we saw james harden ben simmons sabonis mccullum halliburton Derek white christoph horsingas all get moved that trade deadline was insane last year leading up to the deadline we saw Kyrie and kevin durant get traded um and then obviously some other moves like josh hart on deadline day um so yeah it was it was interesting not having like a notable deadline i mean we saw multiple trades happen earlier this year like say we had harding get traded to the clippers Knicks getting Ananobi and the Pacers getting um, Pascal Siakam uh, like this week. We'd have been like, oh my God, this is an elite deadline. But a lot of big moves happen like in the in the regular season leading up to the deadline. So that's why it was a little bit, I think, tamer than usual. Like we saw Rozier also get moved as well. Surprised to see Bruce Brown not get moved. Um, Toronto wants to keep him and then possibly trade him in the offseason. If they got a first round pick on the table, I don't know why they didn't trade him, but sure, I still don't know what they're trying to do in Toronto. They're still kind of in that weird tier. And if they end up with the seventh pick in the draft and they don't get it and it goes to San Antonio, you can look at this deadline on why that happened. Um, very surprised. Chicago, <laughs> come on, dude. Chicago didn't make a single move. Uh, Zach Levine is out for the year, so they weren't able to move him. They couldn't sell him to Detroit. And then they didn't move DeRozan. They didn't move Caruso. They didn't move Drummond. Why? You want to make the play-in tournament? Watch them. Remember they got Pat Bev in the buyout market last year? Watch them do that type of move and sell to the fans. Like, we're going all in. We're going to be the ninth seed in the playoffs. It's going to happen. DeRozan's daughter is going to go to the play-in tournament game and um, get in the other team's head. Like, I don't know, man. (laughs) I I just thought it was kind of silly that they didn't make any move. And I know their fan base is very pissed with it. I wonder if... I feel like Carney Chauvas will be back. But will uh, Billy Donovan be back? I would think so. I mean, Kobe White is such a bright spot for them, but DeRozan may leave for nothing. So they couldn't get one second rounder for DeRozan, not one, really, or even some contracts uh, salary going forward that you could flip next year. I don't know. I thought that was pretty lame by Chicago not to make a move. Um, Golden State didn't make a move. I mean, they, they traded Corey Joseph to Indiana for basically cash. Um, Robin Lopez got traded too to, to Sacramento. Um, 
as well uh, and then released basically. And then we saw like Philly add Pat Bev for uh, campaign, which I liked for Milwaukee. Um, or no, Philly traded Cam. Philly acquired Pat. Oh my God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Milwaukee acquired Pat Bev. Philly acquired campaign in a future second. That took me way too long to... Um, to say right there. So I, I like that because Milwaukee needs some defense. I mean, there were some other minor moves. I, I guess I kind of glossed over like Celtics got Jaden Springer. Uh, Kings got Delano or Blazers, excuse me, got Delano Banton. Kings got Robin Lopez and then released him. Any other deals that I mentioned? Mentioned the Pat Bev one right there. Mm, Gordon Hayward to the Thunder. I guess I could have talked about that one a little bit more, but shout out to the Hornets getting Trey Mann. I'm, I'm excited to see him in a much more expanded role in Charlotte because he was good before OKC got too good and really couldn't give him much playing time. So um, I'm excited to see him there. And OKC gets a veteran like Gordon Hayward with the playoffs. I thought they would have added somebody that could defend, rebound a little bit, but they went with the Gordon Hayward route, which was a little bit interesting, I will not lie. Uh, Minnesota ended Monty Morris. They needed to add a point guard. Maybe Ty Jones was too expensive. So I like that deal for them. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much kind of most of the trades that went down. Golden State didn't make a move. was mentioning that before. They couldn't have traded Clay. You're not trading Draymond. Probably weren't going to get equal value for Wiggins. You're really selling low. Chris Paul is really just in there for salary filler. Nobody's giving up a real asset for him as an expiring um, aging point guard that's been hurt this year. Uh, Kuminga's breaking out, so obviously they didn't want to move him. I'm surprised they didn't like see if there was a Looney Moody trade out there, but they didn't want to trade draft capital either. And then the Lakers didn't make a move. Chris Haynes said that they're going to wait till the offseason, till they have three first-round picks to trade. Why? Who knows if LeBron's going to even be back next year? Who knows if he's even going to be playing in the NBA next year? Um, but I'm fine with that. That's why I didn't want them to trade the 2031st for a guy because who knows what your team is looking like then. So I think they were smart just to stay pat. Maybe they catch some momentum in the playoffs as they're fully healthy. We'll see. I doubt it though. Um, Denver didn't make a move. Didn't feel like they needed to. Same with Cleveland, but I would have been a little bit more excited if they did make a move. Um, and then Miami obviously really couldn't do too much after the Rozier uh, deal, but they could be in the buyout market as well. It looks like Spencer Dinwiddie's getting bought out. Killian Hayes got released. I think I'll end up in like San Antonio. Joe Harris got released. Um, Daniel House got released. Um, so a couple guys got released. I don't think Kelly Olenek's going to get bought out. That would be kind of crazy if that did happen. Um, I don't really see that happening at all. Um, and yeah, Atlanta didn't end up making one trade after everybody thought they were going to be the deadline seller. They were going to move maybe DeJounte Murray, maybe Clint Capella, maybe Sadiq Bay, an expiring contract, but none of that happened and they stay pat. So yeah, the deadline was tamer, uh, as I mentioned before, but I think it was still fun. We had some notable moves this year. I'm kind of excited to not have to worry about missing any trades if I'm not on my phone or if I see a Woj tweet and I'm like, oh my God, did somebody go down? Am I about to make three videos right now in this like heat of the moment? But no, we get a little bit of relaxing time until like the bio markets happen um, until the playoffs, which is going to be very exciting because we're going to get some really good playoff matchups this year. All right. So I think that's just going to be it for episode one, just kind of the return of the just ball and pod. I plan on having my, uh, predict or my ranking video, uh, NBA power rankings be the next episode. So you guys should get that hopefully on Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. If not, that might be a Monday morning one. And then I'm going to probably attach a, uh, a draft prospect. Um, I guess analysis to that as well. I've done scouting reports on Ron Holland. I've done a scouting report on uh, Cody Williams, and I've also done one on Rob Dillingham. I'm excited for my next one as well. Um, I do want to shout out people on the Patreon that are going to get additional podcast episodes and mailbags as well. And you guys will be able to kind of ask questions in the comments, and I'm going to bring them up for mailbags as well because obviously those are really fun to do. Um, but I want to shout out Griffey. I want to shout out Davis. I want to shout out Julian. I want to shout out Jacob. 
Thank you guys for being kind of paid members of the Patreon. It really means a lot. Um, and you guys are supporting me in that type of way. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys did enjoy, I guess, this first episode um, of the Just Ballin' Podcast. We were just kind of recapping the trade deadline, like I said. Hopefully to have minimum two episodes a week, um, even with everything going on. Because we could do redrafts, we could do regrades, we could just kind of look at revisionist history of trades that went down. Obviously, I want to do scouting reports as well and talk about the draft. Um, I'm also going to be doing a mock draft next week as well. So I will be talking about that. That will probably be like a midweek episode. Um, and I'm super excited for the draft. I also love it that this year, like there's no consensus number one, two, or three. It's kind of a crapshoot and people say it's a down draft. So I feel like this is like, there's still going to be good players. So this is where you can make a name for yourself. This is where if you really like a prospect, watch on to him. And if they're good, you can use that for your street cred. But if they don't work out, Hey, this is where maybe people are going to get exposed. Cause obviously everybody, it was easy to say Wemby was the top guy last year, but who's the top guy this year? Is it Alexander Sar at Perth? Is it Nikola Topic of Red Star? Is it Cody Williams of Colorado? Is it Rob Dillingham of Kentucky? Is it Zachary Risa Cher? Matas Buzelis, Ron Holland. It could be a plethora of guys. So hope you guys did enjoy. Like I said uh, earlier in the pod, if you're watching on YouTube, I would appreciate you dropping a thumbs up. Let me know in the comments what you guys think of the trade deadline. And if you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I would appreciate a rating and review over there as well. Um, that means a lot. I'm excited to be bringing you guys this and it's just kind of chill. Hopefully on YouTube, you guys can kind of give me maybe some suggestions if this looks good maybe i just gotta move the camera back move it closer maybe move the mic out of the way you guys can let me know so yeah thank you all for watching and listening i love you guys i'll catch you guys in the episode two peace